Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Everyone, it's that day of the week that I enjoy so much and means a lot to me, and I sincerely hope that it means a lot to you all. We have a big day today, lots of interesting and good things to be working on. Um, But before I begin, I want to give you a little bit of feedback about Denise and Alicia. If you remember, Alicia was the young lady, Denise's daughter, who had all that heart problem from almost day one that she was born. She had surgery, I believe it was at a day and a half. Then again at three years where she was airlifted and, you know, flatlined. She's had several surgeries since and needed another one. So we did a big, um, big healing on her and on her mom, as it turned out, because her mom had been living for Alicia's whole life with the whole fear of imminent death. And so we we worked on, and by we, I mean all of the listeners, because we're all in this together. We are all sharing our energies. We're all being healed and are healers simultaneously. Yeah, we're pretty good at multi- multitasking, guys. So I have some feedback from Denise. She very nicely wrote me every day or two since that healing to keep me posted and in the beginning she said that Alicia her her surgery was supposed to be the next day which was I believe last Thursday and so after the healing the day of the healing uh, Denise wrote me and said that Alicia was told by the surgeon that she had a 90% chance to survive and they had stopped mentioning problems with the aorta because apparently there was a plan to replace the aorta originally. The plan, uh, current plan, as of the day we did the healing, was to replace her mitral valve with a mechanical valve and repair another tricuspid valve and to do an adjustment on her pacemaker. And they said that if there's problems with scar tissue, they were going to go through her leg with some machine, I don't know exactly what, um, to get oxygen to her brain if the scar tissue is too bad. So that was before the surgery itself. The surgery happened the next day, and Denise very kindly wrote me, Alicia made it through the surgery, everything went smoothly. They replaced her mitral valve and repaired that other valve and nothing was mentioned about her aorta and there was no problem with excess scar tissue so they didn't need to do that whole thing through the leg so that was great she told me that one of the top surgeons in the country did do her surgery and she also said at that moment that alicia is heavily sedated in the icu and that she was going to continue to replay the healing for alicia which is great it was a great idea now 
lately she said that Alicia's breathing tube was removed and she's recovering. She was still in the ICU at that point. She was in a lot of pain, but of course, some of that is certainly to be expected. And then I believe it was yesterday, Denise said that Alicia is out of the ICU, but she has fluid around her heart and a collapsed lung. So I have a very uh, important couple of healings to do today, but I do want to also work for a very short time on Alicia related to the fluid around the heart and the collapsed lung. So what I'm going to do, the plan is, the plan, guys, is to amalgamate and bring us into the state of of one accord and totally um, in that at the highest level of healing that we can reach, you know, the drill, what I do every week. And then I would do a very quick healing on Alicia. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on her, um, but I do want to put some time in and then the healing today is the main healing is really two healings and it's for Robin my honorary co-host that I talk about quite a bit she calls in a lot she asks for healings a fair amount she's also there um listening and to other healings and taking advantage of the work even if it's not done on her and she also comes to my meetups from time to time when she can So she wrote me and requested a healing on her son, Ryan. And I'm going to read you the email that I've slightly edited, but it's more or less giving you the whole idea of the situation. She said that she's worked with me some on her son, Ryan, before. And I think she has, but I don't have much memory of it. You know, I don't hold on to the healing so much because I'm in that frequency that's like a dream in a way. I mean, it's not a dream. As a matter of fact, I'm totally, totally focused. But it kind of operates when you come out of that frequency. You remember it so clearly, and it, but it fades fairly quickly like dreams do. And that's what's happened. I don't remember what I worked on with uh, Robin for related to her son before. But anyway, she went on to say that Ryan has been diagnosed as a high-functioning paranoid schizophrenic. Now, mental illness is so difficult, she says, and in Ryan's case, he doesn't usually think he has a problem, and therefore, he doesn't get help. Also, normal logic and reasoning doesn't work because the thinking is off, the brain wiring is messed up, and because of this, uh, she says, Ryan lacks insight into his, his situation, his thinking tends to be extremely unrealistic, grandiose, delusional, narcissistic, rigid, and paranoid. Those are all difficult. Even one of those issues can be difficult to deal with when you're interacting with people, let alone a son whom you love so deeply and you uh, just want to help as much as you can. But to have all of those issues present makes it difficult. And a paranoid schizophrenic Uh, no matter what level of functioning he or she is, is a very, uh, it's a a mental illness that is difficult. It's very, very difficult for those, for the person, him or herself, and for 
the, those around them that love these people. Anyway, she said he's smart. He was able to get a college degree, barely. Um, but in the six years since, he's not worked. He's completely isolated and has no friends. And his main contact with the world is through her, his mother, through Robin. And that their relation now is often tenuous because many things set him off, especially when he doesn't get his way. And then at that point, they may not hear from him for months uh, unless he needs money. Uh, they do, Robin and her husband, her second husband, I don't believe it's Ryan's father, does support him out, outside the home. They have a small studio apartment for him uh, because it was so difficult to live with that, that very intense temper and the outbursts and having all of that under their roof, and he can be mean and combative and aggressive. So they did get him this space, this room, uh, so he's safe outside of the home. Um, they pay for his food. They pay for him at, uh, pay for everything. Uh, he is 28, and he... It's, it's a discouraging and difficult situation for Robin because she and her husband are retired, so the financial burden alone is really hard because they, they have limited resources of being retired. And not to mention, and this is so key, is the psychological and the emotional anguish that she feels. So she, as you guys must understand and know, she's worked on herself a lot and she has a lot of tools to cope with, but it's very difficult for her, as we would all understand, to see her son's life so limited and so small and so unhappy. And she knows it's frustrating for him also, although because he won't acknowledge that he's ill, he doesn't get help in any way. He just doesn't think he has a problem. And Robin just said, I'd love to have him on the hub of that wagon wheel so he can receive the healing. And she also acknowledged that she and he, she realizes she and he are very closely linked and that a healing on either one of them would be helpful for both. And she's right on with that. And I am going to be doing a healing on both of them, actually. I did have a call with Robin after she wrote this. And she is online. She's going to be healing, uh, hearing, listening to the healing. And at the end, I will put her on the mic so that she can say whatever she has experienced or whatever she wishes to say after the healing. Um, but right now what I'm going to do is I, I am, when I get to them, I'm going to do that short healing on Alicia first. Then when I get to Robin and Ryan, I'm going to start with Ryan and then move to Robin, unless the higher self change it up for me. I'm not sure, but that's sort of the initial plan. Um, anyway, I want to thank Robin, as I want to thank all of the people that write in and request a healing, because mental illness is a very, as everybody knows, it's a very difficult, difficult thing to deal with. And we all know either we have it in our own direct families or we have good friends or loved ones that have it within their family. So we 
we know how difficult it is. And this healing kind of reminds me a little bit of Alicia and her mom. I think it reminded Robin of it, uh, of it too. And that's what got her after she heard that healing. That's what got her to put in this request. So instead of physical illness now, we are going to be dealing with mental illness. The good news is that the higher self uh, have given us these tools and techniques that that we use that allow us to heal whatever the issue. There is no limit. There's no limitation. There's no restriction or um, blackout days, so to speak, like we get with the the airline things. Um, the there is no limit at all. And as a matter of fact, I have worked off and on for the last four years with uh, a woman with paranoid schizophrenia. And she is actually a chapter in my second book, in the book I'm pulling together now. And uh, she would not be categorized as a high-functioning paranoid schizophrenic. Her situation is a lot more severe. But whether someone is categorized as high-functioning or not really is not relevant. The important thing is that it is incredibly difficult and incredibly hard for the parties involved, both the person who has the mental illness and and the people around them that care so much. So I just really and truly want to address this situation. And I've already, when I was talking with Robin, got a symbol, which I'll introduce during the healing itself, where we're going to bring in others with mental issue, mental illness problems. And I think you'll like the, the symbol. It was kind of fun to see this. It changes up from time to time from that basic wagon wheel that I use so often. It, it changes up from time to time. So this is a slight change in the wagon wheel, but still uses that as the basis. Okay. With that, I'm going to get started because we do have a lot to do today. I think most of you, unless you're first, this is your first time you listen to, I want everybody to get comfortable. Take a few deep breaths. I encourage everyone to close the eyes simply because this work is really dependent upon the conscious focus of attention. It is our conscious focus of attention that allows us to turn on and utilize the energies that do the healing. And I will explain it as we go, as I open up the amalgamation, the moving into one accord. I will explain it as we go, but we this is a kind of meditation, but it is different from the other kinds of meditation, just as helpful, but work from a different direction and on different things. Those kind of meditations often work to bring you into an altered state. And the conscious healing meditations that I do, it is the conscious focus. We are not moving into a altered state, moving into different... I don't know too much about it, so... I've never actually done any of that other type of meditation. But certainly most people, whether they've done it or not, are aware that you know you move into different you know, alpha waves or beta waves or I don't know exactly. But this isn't that. We use that focus of attention as the way, the turn-on switch to allow us to work at the very deep levels that we will be accessing and utilizing. 
this is part of the technique that the higher selves have given us over the years. Okay, so the eyes closed. It helps us so we aren't distracted by seeing something out of the corner of the eye that takes our focus away. So I encourage all the focus. Uh, I encourage the eyes closed to allow all the focus we can get and manage. And take a few deep breaths. You can... I ask that you listen to my voice. You can be aware of the sounds in the background. That's perfectly fine. But keep them, allow them to stay in the background as best you can. Listen to my voice and then bring that mind's eye, bring that focus in right to the physical body. It is a simple technique to allow us to absolutely move into the now moment. By focusing on where your hands and feet and arms and legs are, the contact points between the body and the whatever you're sitting on, this brings the mind's eye in to the now moment. And I am now seeing the now moments popping up all around the wagon wheel, the around each and every listener, past, present, and future listeners. Remember in this state of amalgamation with the divine energies, we are able to access the totality of the past, present, and future nows. And this exercise that I do each week does just that and allows all of the listeners, past, present, and future, to be actively involved in the healing and in the energy work, both to help by giving energy and also to receive healing energy. Okay, so now I'm seeing again that wagon wheel, like a covered wagon wagon wheel, where you have it sort of this wooden, very simple kind of wheel with a rim, and then there's spokes that go toward the hub. Now, the wheel, the rim of the wheel has many, many people on it. It has not only the listeners, but I I do believe there's quite a few here that are going to be participating in the healing, both to help and those who will be uh, part of the healing process. And I'm activating for all of us the, and I'm calling in right, right off the bat, but they're already here, Alicia and Denise, her mom, are here, and so are Robin and Ryan, her son. So everybody at the moment is standing on the rim of the wheel, and this wheel is very, very large. The symbol I get, the higher selves, keep it small symbolically for me so that I can keep it within my visual field, but the sense I have is that there are really, it's huge in a way because there are so many symbolically, uh, but very real, standing on that rim. And the at this point, we're going to activate the focus on the pure soul essence that we all carry. That, remember, is the part of us that every single soul at every level has. It is that divine light we have, the symbolic DNA from the originating source, and all of us now are activating this light. Okay, we're all standing in the now moment. I see all these little bubbles all around. It's a very cute image. The And now we're going to in, 
expand the symbolic sides of these bubbles. We're expanding them, and they're hap- it's happening really quickly. Now this, these bubbles of the nine-now nine, moment, keep in mind that because it's an energy field, we can move it, expand it, do whatever we want with it, with that focus of attention. So all of us now are focusing on expanding that moment, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And in essence, it's moving to encompass the totality of the past nows for all of us and the totality of the future nows for all of us. And in this way, becoming a huge energetic field We are all standing symbolically in the center, but the field itself is encompassing the totality of who we all are from the very first expressions when we were all minerals at different times and different places. Everybody is unique. Everybody is a snowflake, and everybody has their existence, uh, their process, their progress, their movement through the evolutionary process is is unique to every individual so this this what i call time space continuum is extremely large it is as if it bridges or moves through the totality of the universe it's just huge it's as if it bridges it because it's encompassing the totality of the soul processes for all of us all of us and we're all in the center symbolically. Um, the pure soul essence that I mentioned earlier is also using our focus of attention. That pure soul essence light, that divine light that we carry, is expanding. As I speak, people are utilizing their focus of attention to expand that symbolic sunlight that we have within that I often talk about, It that symbolic sun that of our pure soul essence is so powerful and that is the light that is the energy that is what we use to do the healing and it is now for all of us filling the time space continuum encompassing the totality of all that we are and as i've mentioned before and i i keep saying it the the end or the part of the field that encompasses the past nows is relatively stable and enclosed in a way. But the future now and is in an active, organic state of movement because the future nows are expanding moment to moment to moment. The processes, the evolutionary processes that we're all in is ongoing forever. And it is in a continual state of expansion and movement forward. So that is ongoing. But in any case, the whole time-space continuum is huge. It is beautiful. It is powerful. It is filled with light. It is connecting the totality of all that are here in a state of one accord. Uh, We are all working in the highest ideal for the good of, the totality for everyone that is here. Okay, we're now going to move into the pure soul essence of the originating source 
of all there is. It is hard to fully grasp exactly what and where and what that means, that pure soul essence of the originating source. But the higher selves tell me it is our guarantee that we are tapping in to the actual source of all the energy, all the information, all the knowledge, all the balance, all the harmony, all the love, anything you could possibly, any soul could possibly need or want, we are sitting or tapping into by moving into that pure soul essence. We are tapping into the very highest levels that each and every soul here that's participating can utilize. It's our guarantee that this, that this work is always going to be done utilizing the very highest levels that we can, we can manage. And each person here would manage different levels. So it is individual, and tomorrow we will all be able to manage even higher levels. It's after each time we work, we're able to work at even a higher energetic level because we are neutralizing and releasing and healing patterns and uh, energetics that literally make our energy field denser. So as we do neutralizing, our energy field itself is moving up in frequency. And so each time we do a healing, we're actually able to utilize the originating source energies at a higher level the next time we go to heal. So it's all good, guys. Whether we fully grasp it or not, it's all good. And again, it's not a matter of belief or disbelief. We just stand in the center of neutrality and allow those energies and the information to move in and to work at the highest level that we can. All right, right now, the higher selves have, have been have brought Alicia and Denise to the central hub. Before we start, I want to activate the rainbow bridge energy for all of us. This rainbow bridge energy is very important because it immediately connects our chakras, all of our chakras, with the chakras of the higher, of the originating source, bringing those energy exchange points that are very key to this work to allow for energy moving out and releasing for the neutralizing and allowing for energy to move in the divine energy that we may be calling on to empower whatever we carry. So we're activating that Rainbow Bridge energy, but we're also sending that energy. We're also creating from that energy the Rainbow Bridge aspect of this divine uh, field where all the colors of the chakras merge at the heart center and actually create a bridge or a uh, column or a cord of rainbow light and this rainbow light is moving down all around the rim and down the symbolic spokes to the hub. And the hub now has become the a rainbow hub that is uh, where Alicia and Denise are standing. The rainbow bridge is so helpful because being absolutely pure and perfect balance energy, whatever we send 
whatever we actively share and uh, call in to empower the healing for Alicia and Denise or anyone, and all of us will get the benefit from it, it goes over this perfect balanced energy field in its purity, in its absolute purity. It just is another technique to draw the healing into the very highest level. Because this time-space continuum, because this forever now moment that I've set up here uh, includes the past and future nows as well as the present now, we are going to be working to heal the patterns that have been developed and taken on at the belief level, at the all those energetics, the fears, the uh, self-identities, the limited truth, the anything and everything that we carry, that we have stored in our energetic field, that we have stored at our soul level, all of those come into play. And we are going to pull out and help Alicia and Denise neutralize as much of those energies as possible. Okay. Now, at the soul level, there can be resistance because some of these patterns are so old. The soul, they're almost, it's like a security point. So the soul is the one that chooses what it's going to release and what it's not. It's not up to me. There's no way that I or any of us in this highest ideal could even begin to trespass, nor would we want to. So, but so far, I feel like Alicia and Denise, both of them, are stepping forward big time and really uh, taking in and utilizing the healing energy we've all shared with them. Okay. The first thing, the minute they stepped on the hub, um, which is now that rainbow bridge platform, um, I could feel the pain in the heart center for Alicia. And so I want to just begin by actively... um, creating for Alicia a symbolic drain. We're going to create, I'm having the higher self, with her own light, it's a, it's a drain of light, to move in through and around that heart. I don't remember exactly all the biology of the heart, but I believe there's something that encases the heart, some sort of... Um, tissue or something and it feels like that's what's filled with water so if I have my science wrong I'm sorry but symbolically we want that water that fluid I say water that fluid around the heart to start to drain and so I'm going to ask the higher selves and all of us can kind of envision a kind of a almost like a like you would When you want to drill an oil well, of course, that's a much bigger thing than the heart, but you have a drill that goes down that opens up and opening a a access, an opening that accesses the oil underneath. Well, it's the same here, but it's much smaller, of course. We're going to use a little bit of light drill to move in symbolically into the, um, I know it begins with a P, (laughs) Sorry, my science is weak, but um, I want to now, we've, we've 
we've created this hole. Now, it's not draining yet. That's interesting to me. The, the symbolic hole is there, but it's not draining. And I want to call in the divine, um, divine water, divine, okay, divine uh, circulation, divine health, divine healing, and divine release. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. There's something um, soothing about that water around your heart. It's 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 like a padding. It's almost a symbolic way of Alicia sheltering her heart from being hurt. There's it's a, a very big symbol here, and so I want to call in divine uh, divine love and divine safety, divine security, divine. Um, nurturing and divine connection to allow her to begin to let go of some of that safety factor. And it is beginning slowly to move out, but too slow for my liking. So I want to, I want to also bring the amalgamation in. This may seem a little strange, guys, but I want to amalgamate um, the Alicia, and we can all do it, Alicia with the pure soul essence of the water in her body and all the minerals and plant and animal particles. I want to have her amalgamate with that totality uh, so that she is connected at the pure soul essence level with every other particle's pure soul essence, including the pure soul essence of the water. And I'm asking the I'm asking the higher selves to please facilitate this. There's some reason why it's good to do that. And I would like to just encourage divine acceptance because there's some importance here about accepting the self and accepting the path without judgment. So I want to release um, judgment and um, okay. I also need divine forgiveness from uh, to to come in through and around. And I want to have Alicia release lack of forgiveness or blame toward the physical body, toward the uh, anything about the physical body because she's really suffered. So we would all certainly grasp and understand completely why she might feel abandoned or betrayed by her own body and why she may be angry and frustrated and and think why me and you know why does that why do i have to have this there can and she's has a she has a history of illness patterns of some sort so we want to release all that lack of forgiveness and lack of acceptance and underneath it all the the misunderstandings and misconceptions because she never had the ability or the um or I can't say never but most likely there was rarely ever a society or a culture or a a lifetime where there was real understanding about how it is our own souls that are making these free will choices, including having an illness. So 
there would be blame somewhere. Sometimes it might be outside of the self, but what I want to address here is the self-blame, the blame of the body, the blame, and I want to call in that divine love, that divine forgiveness. And I'm asking for a real release on this and just having a hard time getting this all to process properly for her. I want to also address and neutralize any resistance, whatever quarter, whether I'm understanding it or not, I want to address any resistance from Alicia to let this go. And, okay, part of it is, and this may have come up before, I don't, I just don't remember, but honestly, there is some resistance about not knowing who she's going to be when she's not hampered by uh, poor health, when she's not hampered, she there's a fear. There's a lot of fear here. So I want that fear to be begin to release out. And with that, I'm now seeing some of the flow because there's fear around this as part of the fluid. There's fear here too. And it's tapping into other areas of the body it's fear i feel it in this in the abdomen area and a lot around the heart there's just a lot of fear fear of being vulnerable fear of now she has to really see who she can be and can she make it in life like in some way now that she has the chance this is not at the conscious level, guys. At the conscious level, she can't wait to have the health. It's not that, but what's operating is this stuff underneath at the soul level from other lifetimes that really only hampers her in this life. So that's what she's letting go. And I'm finally seeing it's really beginning to pour out now. This A lot of it is fear. A lot of it is real mucusy kind of stuff it looks yucky the divine circulation and the body is helping it to to uh work and release physically and and then again also at the energetic level phew i'm this took a little longer than i was expecting but we still have plenty of time all right so the okay there's heartache in here too there's just a lot it just was still some holding on to this pattern, which is, of course, normal just to do one healing on it is not going to change something that brought in something as significant as this kind of serious heart issues. So this has been another opportunity to get to some more of those deeper layers um, for Alicia. Now, the lung issue is very much tied to the heart because the 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 fluid around the heart and I don't know if this is scientific or or proper way to describe it but symbolically the the sense that I'm getting from it is that that fluid around the heart was really keeping the whole circulatory system operating at a much lower level than would be optimal so we want to uh now access the the collapsed lung situation i want to call in divine breath divine breathing again divine circulation 
divine. Okay, oh, this is interesting. All right, it's like um, the fear was. It was almost as if she was holding her breath. Now, of course, she wasn't. She has one lung active. She has one lung. She's she's alive. She's out of ICU. This is all good news. I don't mean to harbor or harp on any of the negative issues here, but I do want to say symbolically it was almost as if she was holding her breath and it had to do with the fear. It kind of I felt almost frozen to me. It was connected to all of the stuff we were working on around the heart just now and it had a sort of frozen effect. And so it it was as if she couldn't take she couldn't release the need because we freeze when we have an anticipation or an expectation or an intense fear or something that kind of freezes us. And that's the sense that I get with that collapsed lung. So I want to have that that intense fear, the anticipation that something bad is going to happen or that she's going to fail in some way, that she's not going to be able to... Uh, really get healthy, the expectation that it's it's um hopeless and it's a false hope. There's the fear of fear of hoping even there's that side of it too, the fear of hoping because it's been so difficult for so long. Um so there's a lot of issues here that she she dare not breathe a sigh of relief, so to speak, only to find that she's gonna be hit again with another problem another situation or she's not going to be able to measure up to this new kind of life that she's bringing in for herself. So this is a multi, multi-layered kind of freezing kind of thing where she's holding her breath and I would like to call in divine breath. And I want to call in, interestingly enough, I never used this symbol before, guys, but I want you to see at the top of her head, what do you call those... Um, I'm asking, and of course, no one's going to answer. But you know, in the when you have in the old days where um, you had a smith uh, making swords and uh, horseshoes, and they were those bellows, I guess it was. I want you to see a, a pair of bellows of light at the top of her head. And why don't we also do it just because it seems more accurate symbolically, although I got it at the top of her head. So let's put bellows pointing toward her mouth. And all of us, I want us to pump air, pump breath into Alicia. And in this way, I'm seeing, ah, you guys are doing a great job. The higher selves are, of course, directing all of it. But what I'm seeing is this beautiful light, this beautiful breath, this beautiful sense of healing, this sense of, whoa, uh, I'm okay, a very deep sense of I'm okay, and I'm feeling the, the, the breath of this divine breath moving in and activating and helping the lungs breathe, activating and helping the circulatory system, activating and helping the release of all of the, uh, the actual and symbolic uh, fluid and particles, residues and toxins, anything that has been held around the heart with that fluid, 
we're calling in um, divine water as well. The divine water is in every part of our when water is everywhere in our body and it is part of the process it is a very um a very high expanded frequency level mineral even though the scientists i don't think call it a mineral but from the higher self perspective water is the highest mineral in the mineral kingdom and this is their evolutionary kingdom uh descriptions it's not necessarily 100% based in science although it overlaps mostly the so the divine water we is moving in one accord with because it is connected at that pure soul essence level with um each particle of water each mineral each with the pure soul essence of uh, Alicia herself and it's all working in one accord and i see now this very healthy flow of blood and energy and um, health and breath flowing flowing throughout the body it's just it gives it's a, it gives me goosebumps because i'm really seeing it how it's going to manifest in real life i don't know what i hope is that they will see some shifting, um, that some of the fluid in some way, whether they mechanically drain it or, or it becomes absorbed on its own accord. I don't know what what you do, what they do about collapsed lungs. I think they do inflate them. I'm not sure. But in any case, I'm hoping that it will manifest this beautiful um, picture that I'm seeing. I'm hoping it will manifest in some way for Alicia. Um, okay. Now, the higher self are indicating that we we do need to move on to Robin and Ryan, and we still have plenty of time to do uh, to do them. But I don't want to go any longer because it's going to be um, important that we have enough time for both of them. All right, so the higher self are now encasing Alicia. They didn't end up working on Denise, but she was there. They're encasing Alicia in that cocoon of energy to help with the acclimation for her, um, to help with the continued processing of the healing. And they have been moved, uh, or they are moving to the healing circle. And now we have the higher self bringing in both Ryan and Robin. Ryan and Robin are now on the hub, and I just want to say hello. (laughs) Um, Robin is on, so I'm saying hello sort of symbolically and also really. Um, Anyway, the interesting thing is my first impression of Ryan is that he's got a tremendous amount of discomfort. He is uh, showing... um, a a lot of nervousness and uh, anxiety and very uh, he just has a lot of discomfort going and so the first thing I want to do um, but before I start on him I want to set up utilizing the the symbol that the higher selves gave me um, when I was talking to Robin 
And right now what's popping up around the hub that Robin and Ryan are on are other hubs, other round Rainbow Bridge platforms that are surrounding the center hub where Robin and Ryan are. And all of the mini hubs or the the, the hubs that are on the outside, um, many from the rim of the wheel have moved in and are now standing. And it represents each of the mini hubs are representative of a family grouping. Some I see some are two, some are three, some are four or five. They're relatively small. It relates to a very intimate uh, partners or loved ones that are involved within uh, with the mental illness. And I see many of these here, many, many, many. And so this is an opportunity for all of us, for all those who have stepped forward to take in and utilize this healing I'm going to be doing on Robin and Alicia. We are going to actually be helping others that have, not Robin and Alicia, I'm sorry, Robin and Ryan, yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to be helping all of those from the that are experiencing some sort of mental illness, and it doesn't have to be the same. I'm also seeing, interestingly enough, my client that I mentioned that I've worked on off and on. I'm seeing her there as well uh, with a parent, one of her parents. So this this is a opportunity for this healings on this radio show to help many others. And I want, again, to thank everyone, all the listeners, all the the participants in every way, whether it's active or uh, more at the unconscious level. I want to thank everyone for their participation. Now, this is an unusual uh, symbol. It's, it still has the spokes. And the rainbow bridge energy is moving to each and every of the smaller circles as well as to the center circle. So the rainbow bridge energy is very active now. Now I want to go back to, it's very interesting, I want to go back to Ryan because Ryan is sort of in a state of almost verging on flight he is not a happy camper right now. And as a result, it's so interesting. I'm seeing it's almost as if he's moving the hub further and further away from me because he's afraid. And I want everyone to please send him divine serenity and divine love and divine acceptance. You have to keep in mind that he carries a sense of paranoia and also a very deep sense that... Um, there's nothing wrong with him. So being brought into a situation like this would be threatening. There would be a, he would feel a real threat. And I'm going to ask the higher selves and all of us to be, begin to help him release his fear, his feeling that it's a threat. And at the same time, let's create at the uh, hub, the platform level, this sense of complete serenity and complete support and divine love and divine nurturing and even divine courage 
to help calm him because he is having a difficult time. He's having a difficult time. And I almost feel like his heart is going to explode out of his chest. Um, so I'm going to really ask the higher self. I want to put up a, I want to set up the divine flush at the top of his head, if he'll accept that in. And a divine vacuum, the, one of those vacuums of light that I use, it's really not like a Hoover, but it has just a trillion, billion, cadillion BTUs of suction power to help suck out some of that fear. Because there is, it just, his, he's in that fight or flight kind of situation or, and I want to pull out that, the flight, the running away, the, the fear that he's going to be hurt, that he's going to be harmed, that he's going to, uh, that people are, you know, he has the paranoia. So there's this, this idea that people are going to hurt him or this, this whole idea that people are out to get him that you know the the sense that he's the focus of everyone's attention because they want to hurt him and i want all of that to please be sucked out at the same time i want to call in divine love and divine understanding divine clarity of vision and divine expanded perception and I want to just talk with him a little bit. I want to just say, Ryan, you are surrounded by people who actually love you very much and only want to um, help connect you and your mom so that there are fewer fights, fewer misunderstandings, um, fewer difficulties, and also to help empower you in your life, to help you um, become that very productive person that you know that you can be. Okay. I do sense with all the energies that he's calming a little bit. And he's stepping forward. I feel like the the hub is now moving back toward me or moving forward toward me. And he is really curious now what I said kind of piqued his interest and he wants to know a little bit more how I can help. Now I just want you all to understand that and I'm going to ask the higher selves to put him in some sort of freeze frame. I want you guys to understand that he what I said was meant to not to I didn't want to go in and say fix your illness because that would only tap into his and activate the denial process more. So I said I'm going to we're going to help you and your life pattern. So some of what I say, I want everybody to understand including Robin is really going to be geared to keeping him engaged and keeping him stepping forward to allow the energies to work. It's all going to be truth. It's not that I would ever lie to him, but I'm coming at the issue for him from a direction that is less threatening and that he can hear. And 
So that will be my intention. Okay, so the freeze frame. Okay. Okay, so so here's the thing, Ryan. Um, I know that how smart you are, and I know how capable you are. You are um, a very uh, beautiful and unique soul that has a lot to offer. And so, like all of us, because we all have uh, issues and things, some of the things you want in your life have not yet manifested. And that's simply where I want to start is to help you manifest what you truly want to unfold in the way that you really are determined and want to do so much for yourself. So I have some healing techniques that I would like to use. And uh, what about it? Would that be okay? And your mom is standing right here. She uh, has been using the techniques herself, and it's helped her tremendously. I'm sure you've noticed some of the shifts that she's gone through over this last year, how long it's been. And so I want to encourage you, and any time you want us to stop, any time you've had enough, you just say so. You just step forward and say that's enough and that will be fine. You want to just give it a try? And his sense of curiosity, his sense of uh, he is stepping forward, his sense of curiosity has been activated. He's willing to give it a try. And so I'm going to begin by having all of us send to him first divine safety and divine understanding and divine love. And I want him to be bathed in these energies as we begin to help him uh, release. And he is beginning to release some of the fear. So I want to encourage you, Ryan, to release fear. We all have it because we've had so many difficulties in our lives and in our past lives. So we've had so much fear and we hold on to it lifetime after lifetime, and it just kind of accumulates, and it's not really relevant anymore, but it's still there, and it's still operational. So I'm having you and everybody in the circle, let's all release fear, including Robin. Let's have everybody release fear, fear of being hurt, fear of being attacked, fear of being betrayed, fear of not getting what we want, Fear of failure, fear of heartbreak. And with that fear is this sense of isolation. There's some isolation patterns here, patterns of being alone, because in a way it was safer to be alone. And boy, I can understand that. I, I totally can. Not only have I had isolation patterns that kept me off by myself out of from my own fear but all of us carry it in some fashion it is a very common part of the human condition we can't be hurt if we don't put ourselves out there and so i want to help you if it's okay i want you to begin to release that isolation pattern the belief systems behind it that it keeps you safe that it is the one thing that is going to protect you. 
because you never know when someone you love or someone that you know or even an acquaintance or anybody out in the crowd is going to come in out of the left field and hurt you in some way. The only way is to isolate and stay alone. And that way you know you can be safe. Okay, so he is beginning to release some of that. Um, All right, let me see. Well, the interesting thing that, that I'm getting is that the isolation pattern is comes from, there, well, what I'm seeing is many lives. And again, there's different situations and conditions. But there have been many times where he has been either imprisoned or isolated in other ways. And the isolation was a double-edged sword because on the one hand, it made him feel safer from some of the, uh, some things going on in the outer reality of those lives. So it kept him safer. But on the other hand, it also kept him in a state of paranoia or uh, fear that even though he was safe at the moment, when was somebody going to take him out and torture him again? And so he has that kind of thing where he has been imprisoned and and or tortured. Uh, or even sometimes there was a situation where he was in prison, but when he got out, the there were elements in the society, uh, whether it was a criminal element or uh, some sort of warring thing, that when he got out, he was hurt. So the imprisonment actually was kept him safer. Um, so the there is this idea, too, that if I get out and have my freedom, that I'm going to be killed off. That there are elements, there are people out there. There's war, warring or uh, upheaval, civic unrest, whatever, even illness that's going to get me. So there was, again, a safety factor in the isolation pattern, which is interesting. So he, I'm asking that the higher self please help him release, and I'm feeling it coming in from a lot of those past and future now, the the double-edged sword of isolation. It keeps the fear alive the fear of maybe being let go or getting out or when somebody's going to take you out and torture you, there's this fear uh, or anticipation as well as the real experiences when he did get out, he was tortured or he was killed off or he was completely alone without even getting food and water. That's the other aspect. When he was inside, whether it was a prison or what it was, he at least had shelter and food and water. May have been terrible, may have been harsh, but when he was let go and he had no resources, he would have a hard time feeding himself. Um, okay, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a lifetime as a leper, in fact. I'm seeing a lifetime as a leper, and so that there's an illness issue here um, that's coming into play, and I want that lifetime. I'm not getting details on it, but I do see uh, I do see illness as part of this. 
Now, it's interesting. Here we're talking more mental illness. I don't know why I would get the specific life. It just popped in and out so quick. Um, maybe it's just not important that I focus on the details of it. But in any case, I am watching him begin to release, not begin, he is releasing, and there is much more calm. I want to thank everyone for helping with maintaining that calm for him. He is allowing a huge amount of release here. It's still happening, and it is big. It's as if there's is a really horrible image but a powerful one and remember it's just a symbol it's as if he's sitting on the top of a big huge tree that has no branches it just comes to a gigantic point and he's sitting on the top of this point so right at the base of his torso the tree, symbolic tree is hitting uh He's almost impaled. He's like impaled on it. And in a way, he is impaled because it's an energetic tree that is literally holding him stuck in this very massive pattern. And the tree comes down and it's just got these heavy, heavy roots that permeate the foundation of him at the soul level. So... The this is so big. Okay, I need everybody's help because we need to really get the light around this tree. The the good news is that he's allowed me to tune into this because it's he that really and his higher self that direct me. And I feel like the beginning of the work enabled me to get to this symbol, which is a very harsh one. Um, it's not meant to be as a criticism, but it's meant to really uh, get across the entanglement and the complexity and the the solidification of this pattern. It's so deep and entrenched for him that it's like this solidified tree, as if it's a tree. So here's what we're going to do. Okay, we're actually, as a group, we're going to, we're going to have a very powerful laser saw, and we're literally going to saw through the trunk of the tree. I'm going to just check with the higher cells. That was the image I got right away, but I want to just verify. They are saying it's okay that he has given permission to be disconnected from this quote-unquote solidified truth that he carries. And this disconnection is going to help us neutralize that lower tree trunk and all of those roots as well as the top part of the tree because the energetics feeding that is constant back and forth that he is doing to this solidified pattern in his life, that feeding will be cut off. So I want everybody, we're going to see actually a round sword, okay? It's a round, uh, not sword, a round saw. <laughs> and all of us 
have our hands on it. And we are going to just send the light and watch that saw. It's not a saw that's going to go back and forth, but it's going to be like chompers, you know, and it's going to move in and get to the edge of the tree. And I see, Robin, you have your hands on it, too. We all have our hands on it, and we're going to just send all of our light to literally blaze through that tree for Ryan. And it's done. And literally, Ryan toppled over, okay, symbolically. He is being righted. The higher self are writing him, you know, putting him upright. But right now, what I want to do immediately is continue to send light to that laser uh, chomper thing. And But instead of being a chomper, it's now going to become a, a very intense laser that moves down through the trunk of the, the lower trunk of the tree and it is dissolving, neutralizing the tree and it's already moving down. You guys are really terrific. Um, moving down through the trunk, down into the very deep root system that has been developed from all those past and future nows that we we can't uncover, we don't need to uncover the exact lives, just knowing that it is happening. It's very powerful. Simultaneously, in fact, this light is also moving in through and around the, the upper part of the trunk, um, Keep in mind that we haven't disconnected Ryan from himself in any way. It might seem that way. What we've done is simply disconnected him from the constant feeding back and forth uh, of the pattern. We're trying to uh, sever the intense solidification, the intense connection that's been holding Ryan stuck for a long time. So we're also sending light, while we're sending light into the lower part of the trunk, we are also sending light into the upper part of the trunk and dissolving and neutralizing both as we go. Now, I see it both ways doing a great job. All the neutralized energy, just so that you're aware, does move into the light that Ryan carries, his own divine light. We are just... uh, adding ours to intensify and accelerate the process of healing Ryan's very difficult situation here. I want to call in very important divine love, divine understanding, divine clarity of vision, and divine insight, divine acceptance of the self, divine forgiveness, divine hope, because there's definitely a sense of hopelessness here. Um, This pattern carried a great deal of hopelessness. Divine understanding is really important, and divine vision and we want divine expanded perception. We we are um, both trying to neutralize the hold that this pattern has had on him, that he's carried at the soul level for so long, and we're also trying to empower the parts of him. I want to call in divine sanity. 
which is going to move in and we want to amalgamate again all the issues, the positive issues that he carries with the higher self, empowering them, divine sanity, divine health, divine perspective, divine unfoldment, divine release, divine safety and security, and divine nurturing, and divine becoming all that he is. We're still sending light in. We're still doing a lot of neutralizing. Okay. There has been a lot of work done, but in essence, we weren't able to completely remove everything. And what I'm seeing symbolically is Ryan coming back, and the pattern is is in some ways reconnected, but it is much much, much reduced. It's like the difference between a full-grown oak or elm and now more of a sapling, <laughs> more of a just a, a young tree. So it's symbolically much reduced. There is a lot of, lot of hope here. And um, I want to just tune into Ryan again. He is kind of in what I would call a state of stun. He doesn't really understand what's happened. He's not upset, though. He's not freaking out. The higher selves have indicated that it really is all that we can do for him right at the moment because it's been a lot. I can see definitely there's more, and I've already encouraged Robin, you know, every couple, three weeks that she requests another healing Um because when something comes in this intense, you know, the the Healy, in this case Ryan, will take time to let it go. Uh, it takes, it allows layers off. The soul allows layers off. And then when it acclimates to those layers being gone, it kind of is ready for the next go. And that's what I saw for Alicia. That's what I see for Ryan. That's true for all of us guys. So um, the higher selves are encasing him in that beautiful cocoon-like energy. And that will facilitate his healing, uh, his acclimation to the healing. And also will continue the process, whatever he can uh, continue to do in the meantime before we work on him again. Now, I'm shifting my focus over to Robin, and Robin just reminds me of the the sense I get from her is just like the like the mother whose kid is moving to school for the first time and you know drops them off at the curb or sees them getting on the bus or however the one of those early times are and and you we're a nervous wreck, you know, and that's Robin. I just get this sense of just so much uh, anxiety and anguish about it. And I am using the school image just to give you a simple analogy. But in fact, the anguish is intense. The anguish is also um, much more long term 
more than this lifetime. It is you have gone through this kind of experience, whether it was specifically with Ryan or not, isn't important. But you have a long history of being, uh, of caring. And this, again, is fairly normal. Uh, anybody who's been a parent has this kind of anguish. But you've also been in a, in many situations over the eons of time where you have actually been a caregiver for people who are marginal in some way. And by marginal, I don't mean to imply that these are people who are unimportant or um, lesser than. I mean to imply they're marginal in the sense of health. So maybe they're terminal or they're in a very serious illness pattern, whether it's mental or physical. Maybe there's someone who is very elderly and each day is is a gift, but that anguish because of the love that is there is very, very intense for, for all those people you've cared for. There have been mates. There have been um, children. And so... Okay, so I want you to begin simply by releasing this tremendous anguish, and it is coming up, it's it's pouring out, out of the heart, and I also see it out of the top of the head, this sense, too, because because part of it is a sense of um, you're responsible, that you have to fix it, or you're to blame that it's there in the first place. There, so there's this all this real intense confusion and uh, about responsibility, taking on responsibility when there was absolutely nothing you did to cause it in reality and nothing you could have done to fix it in reality. But it's the misunderstandings and misconceptions that you carry. So I want you to release the anguish and all of the misunderstandings and misconceptions about it and all of those over-responsibility issues that are, are part of it. This does not mean, remember, this does not mean that if you release uh, misunderstandings about responsibility or over-responsibility, that suddenly you're going to become a careless, you know, someone who is uncaring and walks away. It doesn't mean that. What it does is it, it first of all... Um, lessens the beacon that brings in people that you have to or you believe you have to be over-responsible for, number one. And number two, it releases the anguish and the blame and the self-attack and the feelings of failure that are prevalent when we have these kind of things because we don't understand that if someone has... uh, a terminal illness, we don't necessarily understand that it's terminal. We, you know, many lifetimes, the majority of lifetimes, we never knew about the germ theory of disease. And that, yeah, if you get Ebola and you're, you know, whatever, you know, that there is no chance. Uh, I'm just saying, okay? We think if we just pray to the God hard enough or some other technique, we'd make a self-sacrifice in some way or whatever, that we can save that person's life. And that is the 
the reason why we take on all this self-blame and all these false beliefs that we can fix things that we can't. So I want you, Robin, and all of those around the healing circle, all the hubs, oh my gosh, the minute I called on everything around the hubs, it brought into my attention all of the hubs, and there's a tremendous amount of release going on for all of them, and I feel much of it coming out of the root chakras, out of the stomach chakras, out of the complete torso in every way. I feel a lot of release, a lot of uh, a lot of good is being done from for all of you. Now, for you, Robin, I just got to get back to you. Um, Okay, of course, I lost that thread. My focus was pulled away. I've got to reorient now. Okay, it's not the either or. What we are doing is we are creating, we're calling in divine understanding, divine clarity of vision, and expanded perception. We're releasing all the self-blame, the self-attack, all the misunderstandings behind it and all the feelings of being helpless because there was a sense, a tremendous sense, not only from this life, but a lot of lives that you felt helpless. You didn't know what to do. And I understand from the conversation I had with you, at first you didn't know. You had no idea what was going on with your son when at age 18 he started taking on these really odd behaviors and interactions you just had no idea you were clueless and so when we have no idea we be, we try everything and then it feels hopeless and we feel powerless and so i want all of that to be released as well all of that hopelessness and that powerlessness that comes uh, up for parents of or mates or children of those who begin to go through a mental episode or mental illness of any sort, whether it's serious, moderate, or slight, it's it can be very difficult, and I want all of that to be released, that sense of hopelessness and powerlessness. I want the sense I also want to call on divine responsibility. And divine responsibility is really important and I I want I want Robin and everyone else to including Ryan and others that are there that are related to uh the ones that have some sort of mental illness. Divine responsibility is really important because it's a very there's a lot of confusion around it, especially when we're dealing with I mean, it's around everything. It's part of the human condition, the misunderstandings and the confusion about responsibility. But it add one more level to those with mental illness because, as Robin said, their brain isn't um, so much, uh, their wiring is a little bit skewy and there's a lack of logic and reasoning. So uh, divine responsibility and divine uh, hope and divine connection to the self Uh, and divine acceptance of the self. And I want all of those to really move in and become part of the foundation for all those being worked on today. 
Robin and Ryan and everyone else on the many hubs that are surrounding the, the main hub. By many, it doesn't mean they're getting any less energy, though. Please understand that. They just symbolically, I can't see them all as large because then it's out of my field of vision and harder for me to work with the symbol. Now, the I also need to have Robin and anybody and everybody else that carries this release shame and guilt because this is a very heavy-duty blueprint that Robin has, that all of the caretakers have, and it's part of the human condition in any case. But there is a very deep sense of guilt and shame related to uh, in Robin's case, related to Ryan and all others that she has taken care of in the past lives, where um, that I was explaining earlier, so that the problem with shame, shame and guilt is that they are easily triggered, and when there's an interaction with Ryan in real time in this life something can happen and it can trigger the shame or guilt. And then what happens when shame and guilt gets triggered is that then the responses that we have, the actions that we take will be motivated and come from that place rather than a place of clarity of vision and understanding. And we always want to work to bring in our actions and our thoughts and our responses to higher and higher levels of understanding, of perspective, and of vision, and to be less motivated by these automatic uh, knee-jerk reactions that happen when we get things like shame and guilt triggered or fear or whatever. So I'm asking, Robin, that you begin to release the shame and the guilt, and everybody else, please begin to release it, and it is wrenching. It is just gut-wrenching is the word that comes to my mind. There's just so much. There's a deep well. I feel it coming out of the stomach and the heart area. It's coming out of the, okay, it's coming out of the chest and the throat. It, it affects your communication. It affects, okay, I see part of it is, is anger anger and even rage now this is normal because there's a part of you and part of all of us that are pissed at ourselves we're so mad at ourselves for for reacting in certain ways that we what comes up what mixes in with the shame and the guilt what connects to the same blueprint is anger and rage so this is a really important part of that blueprint. It's complex, it's intense, and I want you to release anger and rage. And the reason I'm coming up, feel it coming out of the chest and the throat and even out of the mouth is because it's, it not only has created situations and conditions where you might say things out of anger, 
but it also has created situations where you repressed expressing because you don't want to come, you don't want to say things out of rage and anger. And so because you don't want to say things out of that, there's a repression factor here too. Now, what we want to do is not just to, we don't want to just take off the repression factor and give you blanket permission, which you wouldn't be happy with anyway, to express anger and rage at someone like your son who's mentally ill. We want to work that side because it's part of the blueprint. And we also want to work on the the side where you did express it and took it on as increasing your shame and your guilt about yourself. We need to work both sides so that what can clear is that complex blueprint that could lead you around by the nose so that when something happens, when there's some event, some discussion, some visit with your son, that in fact you are able to maintain that neutral space and that clarity of vision, that that uh, discernment or that um, expanded viewpoint where you're not triggered off. And that is going to help the both of you and it will help him as well. Of course, he's part of this release. I'm not tuning into him. I'm really only tuning into you, but maybe there's something there for him too. I don't know. But all I'm saying is I'm seeing it come out. It's you're doing really good, Robin. I feel it. And there's a lot of heartache there underlying and part of this blueprint is just a huge amount of heartache, sadness, despair, and grief because there hasn't there hasn't been the hope there hasn't been you felt like you haven't been able to do uh to help like you could have you wanted so desperately to help there's that more of that anguish is there and so i'm just asking that you just continue to release it and it's almost like so much is coming out of the mouth and the throat it's like a gusher and it's moving into your light and it's it's almost like you can't breathe luckily you can because it's only a symbolic energy field I mean, it's only energy but it is a massive 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 that you are letting go of it's as if you are determined it's enough already you have lived a long time with this kind of pattern you've had much suffering much despair, much agony, and much self-blame uh, and shame. And it just, it, it almost got to the point where you couldn't deal anymore. Um, and I want to really commend you because underneath all of this is a courage and it is there is a determination to clear this from your life pattern. And nothing is ever too late. Uh, this is really going to help both you and your son, and it's going to help you personally in many areas and arenas of your life. Um, okay, it's beginning to die down. You have released a lot. I want to call in on divine hope and divine healing and divine faith 
divine love. I want to really fill all those symbolic spaces. Divine balance and harmony. And again, that divine understanding, the divine wisdom, the divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just watching you fill with light. Um, there's a sense of inner strength here that's more palpable and it's, it's expanding. Uh, I feel you growing taller even, although I, I remember we've gotten something on that height issue, but in any case, you're growing taller. And I want to call in that divine connection to the self, divine mind, divine heart, divine responsibility again. And divine power, which, again, can, is the connection with our pure soul essence power, not power in any negative sense that might come up for you using that word. Um, it's so pure and perfect, and there's no sense of domination or manipulation or control or anything. It is absolute connection to that pure soul essence power, our purest and most perfect and most potent point of power that we all carry. I'm now seeing a an image of you and your son. You were standing sort of separately uh, doing your own healing on that hub. And now I'm seeing the two of you. And it's a symbol that sometimes comes to me when two souls have moderated or neutralized enough that they can see each other or accept each other in a new level. And I'm seeing the two of you holding hands. Um, I do feel that there is more work to be done, but that is an initial step forward, uh, especially for Ryan, for him to actually, at this energetic level, reach out and acknowledge you um, and acknowledge that he's not alone, that he's not isolated, that that there is that part of him now that is able to see the connection with someone else, specifically you, as something that he wants and accepts into his life. So it's a very powerful symbol, and I'm... I'm feeling uh, as if the healing is winding up. I'm seeing the higher selves wrap both of you in a cocoon of energy, to, again, to help you acclimate to the tremendous amount of release that was done to help you also to uh, continue to process in uh, your highest ideal, all is in your highest ideal. And while we're still amalgamated, I'm going to because Robin is here, I'm going to tune in to and turn on your your mic, Robin. Um, we're still very much in the energy. Uh, I'm getting the indication from the higher self that it might be helpful to talk with you before they close down the 
the energetic field of the eternal now. Is there anything that you'd like to share or say or ask? Or uh, Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty spacey right now. Uh, me too. You know, yeah. <laughs> Just that it was very, very powerful. And... Um, one question I have is how, how I mean, I want to be able to do this, replay it. And is that how often or how much should I do that? Um, there isn't a, a should or a shouldn't here. I want you to follow your heart. So if you sense that you, it could, you could, replay it again, go ahead, uh, and then a third or fourth time. The the amount is not as important because if, if you did it too much because you would be in that protected space, the healing energy would be deflected. So mm-hmm. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't come into play. So you can't really do it too much. So I would do it when you feel to do it. And also, I want to remind you to pause it because, you know, what I did was only, what, half an hour, 45 minutes? I'm not sure. But pause it, and whatever comes to mind, move that into the healing, into the neutralizing process or the whatever you feel to empower it with. And I know you can do that. And um, Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, put it on pause because new things will come up. What I get is kind of almost the tip of the iceberg. This is a big pattern for him. It's the tip of the iceberg, and and we have really worked a lot on it. But there are other elements. Are you there? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. There, there, there would be other elements there, or there'd be more of something that I just said as a quick pass through. You know, <laughs> so you might really resonate with one word that I use that I don't continue with, pause it, and then just anything that comes to mind about that word or the element or the ideas, just go ahead and do those, you know, also. Oh, you that's, understand? oh that's, yeah, I will, I will definitely do that. Yeah, and that's yeah, true for yeah. anybody who listens to this because we worked on multiple people. Um, I am getting right now the higher self are indicating that they have put all the those that are standing on the surrounding hubs in the energy and uh, the the time space continuum of the eternal now is beginning to close. So. I guess it just took a little few more moments for them to finish up everything. Is there anything more? Um, you <laughs> um, know, well, yeah, I'm starting a little bit to come to my senses, but yeah. Um, uh, uh, one question I had, the divine responsibility, is that is that having a balanced responsibility where one takes responsibility for the one supposed to and doesn't take responsibility for the things that one is not supposed to. 
<laughs> what is divine responsibility? Divine responsibility is it's very um it, it's a it's it is a hard concept. Okay, first of all, we're in the free will kingdom and bottom line we're all responsible for ourselves. We of course if we have children, we have to be responsible for the children. If we have people in our lives that are elderly or sick, we are responsible for them. So by by saying we're all responsible for ourselves does not mean that you just let some kid who's two years old out and make make a life for themselves. You know, it's not that. It's divine responsibility is is connecting to the purity of the idea of responsibility so that we don't move into taking responsibility for others which which becomes an enabling pattern for them to avoid taking the responsibility for themselves for example mhm okay mm-hmm. or there could be times where there's a sense of under responsibility where we are um n- not fully moving out and taking the responsibility for others in a way that we ought to. You know, of course, we've heard of terribly dysfunctional families where, um, you know, the mother, the father, or whomever is, you know, a drug addict or, uh, you know, fine, is, is self-involved and the children literally do the parenting, that kind of thing. Um the so there there are all sorts of very a lot of different um, ways of being imbalanced about the idea of responsibility. Right. What right. I want to avoid is the shoulds, because everybody's life is and the, what what's happening in their situation and condition is so different. So. If we just are calling on the divine responsibility and standing in the center of that, releasing the misunderstandings, the imbalances, the the distortions around the concept of responsibility, we are literally going to know from the inside out where, what, what, and unfold what it is and how to handle situations with like with your son. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what you should cut the financial strings, for example. I would never uh-huh, tell you that. Uh-huh. I would never tell anybody that. Because the heart of it, you know what's right for you in the situation with the son. And I'm not going to propose over you this is what you need to do. Now, what I like that you do is that you go to these meetings, just so that people know, Robin goes to these meetings with other parents who have uh, children or loved ones that are having uh, some sort of mental illness. And you're hearing choices and you're hearing how all of these other people handle their situation. But every situation is unique. And what it gives you is it gives you conscious choices. You may throw all those choices out and handle it somewhere different. But I'm not going to tell you or anyone what is right for you. What I 
attempting to do is allowing you to tap into that inner knowing, connecting to that powerful, pure sense of understanding and wisdom and knowledge and responsibility to just know and have your response come from that part place rather than the knee-jerk reactions coming from shame or guilt. Right, right. I see. I see. You see what I mean? So I do. I do. I mean, this kind of thing comes up, for example, with boyfriends and girlfriends. Don't we all, haven't we all had significant others that other people around us either like or don't like or we get mixed messages? Everybody is going to see the relationship that we're having with the significant other in a different view, from a different viewpoint. And you have some that say, oh, you should leave that guy. He doesn't, he doesn't care enough about you or he's but the best of up or he's never going to make anything of his life, whatever. And you have those kind of voices and you have others that might say, you know, um, it's a mixed bag, but I see all the good over here and I think you should stick with him. And then you have those who can't decide, right? It's the same thing with this. Bottom line, we have to connect with our own self, our own clarity of vision by, and we will, the more we neutralize out all the distortions, all the mixed messages that we've given ourselves, all the knee-jerk reactions, all the misunderstandings and misconceptions where we are operating not out of the purity of who we are and out of the knowing of, of who we are. I, I, maybe I'm going into this way too much, but do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I no, do. Thank you. That's really That's good, okay. and that helps, uh, uh, you know, that helps you know, a lot. And I, I do I, understand what you're saying. That's the base I just, that I, I, I want to be I coming know. out of. Yeah, I just want to say... Give yourself some time here to move to that place. It's because if you decide right now, okay, well, I'm not going to do X anymore with Brian, for example, and then you do Mm -hmm, X, mm -hmm. then what does it become? It becomes a time to criticize yourself. So I want to encourage you and all the listeners to not make rules for yourself as much as you can. Instead, use that rule time (laughs) as a time to just send in the light. Send in light to neutralize, send in light to empower, and slowly but surely, how to be and your your interaction is going to move into higher and higher levels. You don't have to force it, is sort of my point. Mm-hmm. So you may not have all the concepts now at the mind level to understand really where to go or how to how to be just take allow some time to have it unfold for yourself because i'm fully confident you will you've come so far robin you're very connected uh to the process and to yourself and you're moving with it really well so um I, I'm confident, and I just I'm encouraging you and all the listeners um, not to make too many rules. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. That sounds that sounds good. That sounds good. And I I uh, 
I definitely, I definitely sense and, um, uh, uh, how, uh, I mean, it's I mean, true that I really want to release this life this pattern. pattern. I got that very strongly. That this is an old this pattern. And, and, you know, the, you know, the, the knee-jerk, knee-jerk reaction, reaction kind of thing and to be able to come from a, a, a perspective of more clarity and um, just more clarity, more divine responsibility, you know, the coming from the true self and... Um, and so, so I'm sorry, I'm hesitating because I'm getting an echo. I don't know if you are, but I am. It's okay. kind of annoying. So. <laughs> Can you turn anyway, something down? Anyway. I don't know. Your computer or? I've, I've got it. I'm on my phone, so I don't know. I've tried it with the speaker phone without the speaker phone. But anyway, I'm just going to try to ignore it, but I'm sorry. That's why I'm having a little trouble. But um, anyway, I do, you know, you know, really see sense how that is an old pattern, and I'm going to keep working on it and keep, um, keep working on it. And I, I did feel that, I mean, I, the, the healing was very powerful, and I appreciate the work that you did with, Ryan and myself, and I'm going to continue to work on it. It was very, uh, you know, I'm a little bit, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of energy and I'm a little bit speechless because it was very deep and, and um, you know, um, emotional. Don't worry, don't worry. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I know. I no, come no, no, I know. I know. So, but I'm, so yeah. out of it, really, um but, you know, have some time to process. If anything else comes up, you can always send me a quick email. And, again, you know, thanks so much for allowing the, this opportunity. And also, again, I want to encourage you, you know, that, that you write every couple of weeks or every three weeks, depending on your timing, to request, you know, that I work again on it because it is complex for both of you. Yeah, well, yeah. I will do that, and I'm really hopeful that this will start to loosen some of the energy patterns with Ryan as well, so that we can, yeah. you know, both you know. move into a better space with with in life. In life. Yeah, me too. Me too. And and there were things we didn't get to, which you know, it's just fodder for other healings, and that's the financial issues and and things like that. So we will um, address those too. And you can remind me in your request because I probably won't remember. <laughs> um, okay. By tomorrow, I'm like, what was it exactly? <laughs> okay. Okay, oh. Janet. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank oh, you to all you're your so listeners for, for all their love and help, too. Yes, yes. You had a lot of energy pouring in from everywhere, both you and Ryan. So, anyway, uh, lady, I'm going to take you off the mic and. Uh, Say again, thank you to all the listeners. Okay, sincere and real and genuine and really, really huge. The thanks that from me and I'm sure from Robin to all the listeners. And I also sincerely hope that the listeners themselves, anyone that had any of the similar issues, that they got some either insights or some felt the energy working, or did some really good clearing. What, however people are processing, 
at the conscious level or at the unconscious level, I really sincerely hope that, uh, you know, that the work continues and that you will uh, continue to to follow along and do the work even more. Um, again, I should just mention that one session is not a magic bullet for the most part, although one never knows. I have had some immediate um, results that were unexpected and wonderful, so just keep in mind it is the Healy that is the one that makes the choices as to the speed of the healing. Um, and... It is still an opportunity for all of us to, when these issues come up, it's an opportunity for all of us to really work on our own issues that we may not be able to relate to consciously because who remembers all of our lives? But the human condition has been so similar over the eons and eons and eons of time that there really are so many commonalities. And that's why everybody can benefit from the work. Anyway, I'm still in La La Land. I barely know what I'm saying. So I wish you all the best. I'm looking forward to next week. I already have two requests for healings, but if anybody wants to get on the docket, so to speak, or move into the queue, please email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I really... Oh, I wanted to mention, it's probably too late. I should have done it long ago. I'm actually going to be on somebody else's radio show tomorrow at 5. It's also a blog talk radio show. Um, and I'm totally unprepared, so I can't remember the name of it. I feel like a ridiculous person right now. But it will be archived on my... <laughs> it'll be archived on my website and we I will be sending out a, an announcement this afternoon about it. So those of you who are on my e- uh, email list will get all the information, the call-in number and all of that. And I think it's an hour and a half show and I will be doing a healing on that show too. I don't know for who, but there is uh, would be a chance for anybody who hasn't called in or sent me a request to call in on that show. So... That's the scoop. I thank you all. I am having to go because I can't even talk right at the moment. <laughs> anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and until next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at janetrichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices neutralizing your negative thoughts and emotional blueprints.